Hello and welcome to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, as always, sometimes. Occasionally. We are, we are joined by Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. Hello, hello. Hello. You know, you'll get a kick out of this, Ryan. Okay. I ordered, spoiler, so I'm getting ahead on my Christmas shopping. Oh, boy. So for my dad for Christmas, I got him a <laughs> Cleveland. August. A Cleveland. Oh, I started in June. Okay. I'm prepared. Okay. But I got my dad a shirt for uh, Christmas that it's the Cleveland Browns. Uh-huh. He's a Browns fan. Yep. And it says, we almost always almost win. <laughs> and I just started laughing because when you said, as always, almost sometimes. They've been doing better in recent years. He's convinced this is the year. Super Bowl. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm convinced of that, but they're definitely getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since our last recording, mm-hmm. some news has broke. Oh, from the most trusted news source from, or an actual one? From the most trusted news oh, source. No. Uh, as of August 20th, this headline, family vacation ruined by family. <laughs> Did you send this in or... You ghostwriting no, for them? No, no, no. Okay, no just, it just so happened. Wildwood, New Jersey. Is that actually a town? I have no idea. Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds about right. Let's see. The O'Mara family of Philadelphia says a family vacation to the beach turned into a nightmare when they realized they would be spending an entire week at the beach with their family. Wildwood, New Jersey <laughs> is a real place. So. Yep. Based so. On a true story. Is it near? Is it near Ocean City? Well, if it's along the beach, it could be. It is. Well, Ocean City's along the beach. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the name. Ocean mm-hmm. City. Um, hold on. I'm pulling up the map. She's, but she's, <laughs> here to zoom in. You got us hanging here. New Jersey's not that big. No. We didn't go to New Jersey this time on our vacation. Hmm. Um, Thought we would. I am a fan. I like New Jersey. That's yeah? where I had my first uh, uh, Rita's Water Ice. What is Never that? had Rita's water ice? No. Who's Rita? Well, Rita makes water Isn't ice, it? which we might say, I, <laughs> is you it mean ice water? I, I've had ice water like before. Popsicles? Or is it like Italian ice? Ital- it's uh, okay. Water ice is the same as Italian ice, but they call it water ice mm. in Pennsylvania and okay. in um, in New Jersey. It, it is down the shore from Ocean City. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. But you, Interesting. What, I li- we had a Rita's in our town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That we lived in. And it's only open during the summer months. And it closes up shop. Uh, but it's like kind of like slushies. Okay. Um, mm. But you can get it with custard. And that's how I would always get it. And that was really good. Huh. Custard mixed in with the with the flavored ice. Okay. So it would be cherry cherry with chocolate custard. Really? Mm-hmm. Some things are best less left seasonal. Yeah. Like pumpkin spice. Yes. Uh, Should be from like October 13th through... October, no, November 2nd. I think it should be <laughs> August 24th through <laughs> December 1st, which it is. I had my first one yesterday. Really? Yep. Did it taste as good as you expected? Yep. I put my pumpkin spice shirt on. I went to Starbucks that morning. I got my pumpkin spice latte and I got a pumpkin scone. Hmm. So which, which spice girl was pumpkin spice? I don't, was there one? I, I don't know. I just, every time she says pumpkin and spice, and that's what I think of. Who is it? Baby and sporty scary, and sporty. scary. Uh, posh. Yeah. And you, one, you know the more. spices. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You weren't even Spice born until 95. They were like the biggest. They transcend. They were, they were <laughs> the biggest phenomenon in the world for, I think, like three weeks. Yeah. Like, they were everywhere. You couldn't get away from right. the Spice mm-hmm. Girls. And I thought one of them was called Pumpkin Spice. Or No, there was no Pumpkin Spice. Oh, okay. Well. Now, uh, there is a certain coffee shop in town here that I have mm-hmm. it on good authority has Pumpkin Spice year round. Oh, so you don't have to wait. Until Where? Oh, I know. If it's on, on good authority, I know exactly mm-hmm. which one you're talking about. Yep. It's a local favorite. Yep. Beans? Yes. <gasps> I didn't know this was a thing. That's what she tells me. <laughs> mm, I'm going to need to check this out. You're mm. not alone, Sarah. There's others that love the spice there. as much as you do. <laughs> yep. So there you They've go. They demanded it. Yes. This yeah. is this is a, a Life. supply and demand mm-hmm. at its best. I almost just need to like sit there for a week every day to hear who all orders pumpkin spice <laughs> and then write down so I can like find them later and hang out. I think you could you could start like a like a Facebook page oh. or something. Admirers of pumpkin there spice. There probably is one already. Area. I bet there is one already. You think so? Oh sure. Is it local but, though? Is it Fargo Moorhead? Yeah, area? I'm looking for local friends. Oh, that, you want and, people you yeah. can actually get together with? Yeah, that's weird. Community. 
Uh, there, yeah, there. I don't know. Maybe pumpkin spice community in the greater Fargo Moorhead. I'm gonna start a area. A a specific. Uh, this is what it's gonna start with is pumpkin spice, but then I'm gonna turn it into a life group, so that way ah, it's excellent. Purpose. I see. That's interesting. I like the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> you know what? You could start your pumpkin spice group, and I have something that you all can do together. Alpha. Oh, Perfect. nice. Yeah, that's a great it. plan. Life, nice. meaning, mm-hmm. faith. Pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about it. Let's make that happen. Yeah. About alpha, though. Let's what hear about, about alpha? It. Well, I mean, what's happening? Oh, Talk I, to me here. B- best thing you can do, the best thing to uh, learn more about Christianity or, or mm-hmm. discover faith or meaning to life. I mean, we all have these questions. We all have mm-hmm. these worldviews, regardless of, of whether you're a Christian or not. But also for someone who's been a Christian a long time, alpha is a great play, a way to get, get back to the heart of things and to, to push away all the noise, I think. Um, and get to what really matters. It really is about the meaning of life. It's really about faith and what that is. Um, and, and it's about uh, uh, meaning in your life. Um, all the big questions. Mm-hmm. So we'll, cool. we we discuss uh, each week, and it's meant for people who aren't Christian. It's meant for people to be able to ask whatever question you have about Christianity. You're not going to offend anybody. You're not going to... Um, uh, be cast into outer darkness <laughs> for your failure to, mm-hmm. to know the basic Christian stuff. This is where you come to discover those things. And it's usually food, fun, um, uh, a, a group conversation where um, you're not pointed out. Like if you don't want to talk, you don't talk. If you want to talk, you have, you have a forum to, to do that and to share what you, what you think about Christianity, what you think about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, as we dig into deeper into these things. And and there's 11 topics, or there's 11 weeks, I should say. There's actually 15 topics. But, like, the very first one is, um, um, is there more to life than this? Mm-hmm. And that's a great one to get the ball rolling about what we think about, you know, is this all there is? Is 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 what I see and what I experience, the all that really is out there, mm-hmm. whether that's gratifying or not. Um, then we dig into questions like, who is Jesus? Why did Jesus have to die? Uh, uh, we talk about how to make the most of the rest of your life. We talk about um, why is there evil in the world? I mean, these are all questions that people have. If you have questions about life and, and the meaning of things, um, chances are Alpha would be able to speak to your questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it last year. Did you do it, Sarah? Mm-hmm. I did. So, I mean, you don't have to be somebody new to, to go through it. No. I think it's beneficial for anybody. I've been through Alpha about 32 times. Wow. Yeah. Really? Well, maybe not that many. But I mean, I every... say, wait a minute. <laughs> every church that I've been a part of, we've done Alpha. My, the first church that I was at, uh, I was there for five years, so I went through it 10 times. Okay. Um, the second church I was at, uh, went through it... Well, if you're doing it twice times. a year... Yeah, it's yeah. possible. Wow. Yeah, and what I've discovered coming to Atonement is that Alpha is all new. So if you did Alpha 20 years ago mm-hmm. and you do Alpha now, it's not the same. It's It's been updated and mm-hmm. I think become more relevant than it was, you know, 20, 20 years ago, I was the one doing the talks. So oh, okay. it was specialized to me, mm-hmm. whereas I think the, the they now have the film series that you watch. Right. That's not just someone giving a lecture. It's like a film. Yeah. Well, um, I think... Alpha two changes based off of who's in your group because yep. you're going to get different answers each time. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had the same alpha experience ever. It's always different. It's always special. It's always unique to the people that get, get involved with mm. it. Very cool. And that kicks off on September 15th here at yep. atonement. Is yep. that right? Well, and I'd lay out a challenge to anyone who has been through alpha, invite somebody. There you go. That's the way to do it. Invite right? them to the first one. Go with them to the first one. Then, then you can disappear if you don't want to continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. But invite someone to come with you. That that's how you do it. That's that's how you you share the good news. Yeah, you invite folks to experience it. And yep. Alpha is a good, safe way to do that. Yeah. So this uh, this episode will be coming out uh, just shortly before we get we kick off. Uh, so oh, there's still time to sign up. There, there is time. If you're hearing this right away when it comes out. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe, <laughs> yep, like, like and subscribe. subscribe. Hit that bell notification. Like and, yep. Atoma.live. <laughs> exactly. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All right. Now going back, uh, going back a step here. To pumpkin spice? Yeah. <laughs> Facebook has uh, a private group called Pumpkin Spice 
and everything nice. Oh. A place to talk about fall, pumpkins, coffee, and dogs all year round. All year long, I guess. It's like somebody went into my brain and You mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Don't I you? do. Well, there you go. I'll never join, but you might I'll like keep it. you posted, Ryan. Yeah, you do do that. I, <laughs> That's kind of like all of Ryan's dislikes. No, I like dogs very much. <laughs> Love my dog. That was funny. Ryan's like, well, I never joined this lame group, but <laughs> knock yourself out. Yeah. L7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what else? First day of school today. Mm-hmm. Four months till Christmas. <sighs> oh, <laughs> First day of school. <laughs> so uh, we got to send off my my young man is now a second grader, mm-hmm. and he was he was pumped, man. He yeah. was, he was ready to go to school. Um, he's playing flag football right now. Oh yeah, and so he sees kids playing flag football that mm-hmm. were in his class in second grade, in first grade, in kindergarten, and he knew from school. So mm-hmm. I, I think uh, during the season of COVID and during summer, he's like. I need to get around other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I spent way too much time playing Roblox. I think he <laughs> even feels that himself. So, but my, the fun part actually was my girls, both of them are now in high school. Mm-hmm. And so of course uh, their mom and me were right out front in our bathrobes, you know, mm-hmm. waving at them with pictures. <laughs> we love you. Drive safe. That's great. You can call me if you miss yep. me. <laughs> Doing our best to embarrass them as they drove away. <laughs> uh, I love it. So they're easy targets, though. Yeah. Both of them are. They they're very easily embarrassed. So yeah, I it's didn't do times. that. My my children wouldn't even let us take a picture of them this morning. Seriously? No, no. Man. After school, no. after school, and that's just a way of of uh, uh, pushing it off to after school when they can say no, no, no. Last day of school. Last day of school. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, but, um, so today, as we record this, it's Wednesday, Mm -hmm. the 25th of August. So the first day of school on Monday, uh, was, uh, like back to school day for, for Haley. Mm -hmm. The 23rd of August. Yeah. And then yesterday was the same for Eli. He had had to go in in the morning and get his Mm -hmm. picture taken for the yearbook because they take the pictures right away, but then you don't get the yearbook for quite a while. Mm Mm-hmm. So he had the the picture taken, and then uh, he got his uh, personal learning device, his PLD. PLD, PLD, which is not a universal term, I found out. Um, Really? Yeah, we were in in Minnesota this weekend with family talking about getting their PLDs. Uh, Reese was supposed to get it last week as a a freshman, Mm -hmm. but she was not uh, in town. She was staying with her cousins. And so we're like, well, we got to get your PLD. And our cousins who are also in school, same age, were like, what's a PLD? <laughs> Personal learning device? Yep. You mean your home computer? Home or your, computer. Or, or your school computer? I'm like, no. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah. We, but we call it a PLD. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought we sounded pretty cool here <laughs> in know, Fargo. Kids today, though, are so spoiled because I remember when I was in school, they would wheel in this like huge crate that was just like giant full of laptops. And the school mm-hmm. had like 30 laptops. Wow. And that's what you like. You back had to in use my it day. in your class. <laughs> but we also used to get away with I'm the fact of like. old. <laughs> I got called old this weekend. And it's Did still, you? Yeah, by a 20-year-old. How'd that sting? Well, I, she asked how old, old I was. I said 26. She goes, oh, so you're like old. And my immediate reaction was, I'm not old. <laughs> You'll learn to embrace it, Sarah. That's funny. So <laughs> my uh, D- Dylan came with me to, to work yesterday. Mm-hmm. Came, came to the church with me. And uh, on the <laughs> way in. There was a, a tricycle, like a motorcycle tricycle uh-huh. outside of uh, the church. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We yep. all know who that is. Yep. We won't name names. No, we don't need to. Don't want to embarrass them. Nope. But Dylan, I go, check that out. Isn't that cool? He goes, yeah. He goes, we like old cars in our family. Cars like from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> when the true muscle yep. car was around. <laughs> I was like, are the 90s old? He goes, well, yeah, that was... What is the year? Is it 2021? He goes, that was 22 years ago, Dad. That's really old. Yeah. Oh. I said, Dylan, do you know how old your dad is? He's like, well, you're way older than the old cars. <laughs> so does it yep, make you sadder so. that 
your son is like, well, you're like old, old, or that he's like romanticizing like the 90s, 90s. Pontiacs. <laughs> that, you know, you know, what, you know what you need to do for him is Hyundai Excel. Oh. There you go. You need to play that scene from uh, uh, Days of Thunder where they're racing the the Lumina and the uh, Taurus or whatever it is. <laughs> Rubbing That's his racing. Do. I thought that was that was pretty funny. So well, so anyway, they they go to they go to uh, uh, he goes to school yesterday, mm-hmm. and he gets t- gets his picture taken, and he gets his PLD, and he gets the yearbook right mm-hmm. from from last, <laughs> last year. year. DJ yep. knows where I'm going already, and I'm going to do my best to describe this. Uh, I I don't have permission from. <laughs> from all parties to, to post anything Change online. If I, if I can, uh, I, I will post it uh, somewhere. But so he gets his yearbook, mm-hmm. okay? He gets home and he walks in the door and he, can't, he can hardly talk. He's laughing so hard. And he says something that I don't understand fully right away. And then I said, What? And he said, I'm going to kill. And then he says his friend's name. And Who I said, happens to be the greatest criminal mind of our age. Oh, I, oh. I, told, I, told, <laughs> I told DJ this earlier. If I ever have some sort of a black op or something where I need something done and no one else can know what's going on, mm-hmm. I'm going to this kid. Okay. <laughs> Special operator. So he is he's laughing. And I said, what's so funny? And he said, look at this, after he said he's going to kill this friend of uh-huh. his. Look at this. So I take the yearbook, and he's got it open to this page. And on the top, it says favorite pictures. And on there, it's a bunch of pictures of, of you know, ninth. It's, it's, in it's, the, it's, it, yep, it's in the freshman year. because section. And- Eli's going to be, you know, he's a sophomore this mm-hmm. year. So it's from last year. And it's in that section. So it's a bunch of freshmen with pictures in school, out of school, you mm-hmm. know, masks on, masks off, all this kind of stuff. But up in the corner, submitted by this friend of his, is a picture of Eli and another kid. not the kid who submitted it, but another Mm -hmm. kid who does not go to the same school as Eli from when they were like four years old. (laughs) Man. Like from when they're like four years old. Uh Oh, it gets better. This kid's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah. So, but this had to have been submitted last school year. Mm -hmm. So what this kid did was likely download this picture, sees it on Instagram, probably Mm -hmm. downloads it, emails it in as a submission for your favorite picture and doesn't say anything to to anyone. For like nine months. That's that's (laughs) like the prank king. Hold on up to, and this is the resolve of this kid. So Eli is at school yesterday. He gets the yearbook. Another kid gives the both of them rides home. Oh. And the kid who submitted the picture gets dropped off first. He doesn't even get to see the payoff because he doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Not a, hey, did you get your yearbook? Did you look hey, at page 45? Yeah, have you checked out the favorite pictures? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Eli saw it after they dropped him off. Man. You know, oh. it's nice to hear that though, because it, I remember back when I was in high school, it was like, a, that's the new like yearbook sport. Like back when I was in high school, it was always the goal of like, who can get themselves. <laughs> I just showed Sarah the picture. <laughs> if I can amazing. get permission from all parties, I'll post yep. it. It used to be the sport of like trying to get into every single like club picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, all the teams, they take them before the school year, so you couldn't get into those. But I had a friend who managed to get into, like, 15 club pictures. Wow. Yeah. Just photobombing? <laughs> like, well, if they're big enough. Just that day. If it's a big enough group, they call down over the last week, you know, uh, key club, it's time to come down for your picture. Come down to the atrium. You come down, you're there. and I think was that was more them. just a happy after effect. I think it was an excuse to get out of class. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it key just club. But yeah, it, but I'll it try is, it. I'll it check is pretty out. funny, though, when you're flipping through and you're like, Wait a minute. 
he wasn't in that. Right. And then you flip through and then eventually it's like, how did he get to be in both the like young Democrats and young Republicans <laughs> group? And why is he in the like debate club picture with four people? Like how did nobody catch this? Like the clubs just started getting smaller and smaller and nobody was like, you're not in this club. He's on both the boys basketball team and the girls volleyball yeah. team. How yeah. is he in all of oh. the like choirs yeah. and band? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good one, though. Yeah. Oh man. I then I saw it and I laughed quite a bit because I'm thinking, how, what resolve this kid has? Like how diabolical that he's just like patience. Yeah. God. Oh yeah. Schemes within schemes. That's just you. You just. You, I, I imagine you just scratched the the surface. Oh man. Do you know what's hilarious about this? So I'm more hijinks. I've started watching Thirty Rock because it's on Netflix now. So that's going to be my next bin show mm -hmm. and Alec Baldwin has a line like in one of the first or second episodes about this like page guy who works and he's just kind of like an airhead he goes we will either all be working for him one day or we will all die by his hand <laughs> and that's probably what this is too <laughs> yep uh, man I, I I was just marveling all day yesterday going yeah. he didn't say a word yeah. to anyone not Eli not the kid driving the car that that brought them both home yesterday Nobody. It's yeah. so I'm excited to hear the rest of the story because well, and I think we're all looking forward to mm -hmm. see the his career going oh, forward. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah. what's next year's yearbook gonna be? Y you want to talk? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was a, a source of joy yesterday. That's, it was just a lot good. of fun. So moving on. We have listener email. Ooh. Emailed in. Mm-hmm. Emailed in. So Was it a complaint about the level of volume of your riveting from last episode? Nope. Okay. Nope. Just asking. <laughs> nope. Uh, that probably got filtered out by you if there was anybody saying. I don't have access why, to that email. Why so quiet? No. Nope. This comes from Enoch S. Enoch S. submitted a question at atonement.live slash podcast questions. You can submit yours there as well. You can also go to uh, the, the, that podcast page on Facebook um, or you can e email them mm -hmm. to me. But Enoch S says at rjanky at atonementfargo.org Enoch S asks so and this must have happened while I was absent Mm -hmm. DJ mentioned a hierarchy of angels today. Yes. Could that be elaborated on? Sure. Um, okay. So the hierarchy of angels is a theological discipline called angelology or the study of angels that was really popular in the Middle Ages. So like after 1000 AD to like 1400 AD. So much so that Martin Luther actually complains about them that theologians will argue how many angels can dance on the head of a pin, mm. like questions that don't matter. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with, with the hierarchy of angels. Um, the two best sources uh, for an angel hierarchy are outside of Holy scripture. You have the, the Jewish hierarchy, which comes out of the Jewish Talmud um, and, and the Jewish rabbinic tradition, like around 500 AD um, but also you have at the same time out of the Christian tradition by this guy that's known as, this isn't his actual name, but it's what we call, what scholars call him based on his writings, which was also around the fifth or the sixth century. We call him pseudo Dionysius, the Aeropagite. And he wrote something called on the celestial hierarchy. And that's, um, where we get the best kind of source for how to think about angels that's been passed down to us today. Um, just like Dante's Inferno, much of the angelic theology is uh, heavy on, on the Middle Ages thinking about the spiritual realm. Like, for example, the idea that um, Satan is, is pictured the way that he is has mm -hmm. to do with, uh, with art from the Middle Ages as well as Dante's Inferno. Even this idea that like, Satan is the is the Lord of Hell or mm -hmm. something like that. That well, that ha that comes more out of Greco-Roman myths than it does 
what scripture actually says. I mean, the devil does not want to go to hell. The, mm. the Bible has made very clear, especially in Revelation, that's his end point. Right. Th- that's, where he's, that's where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you read Revelation, the devil's not mentioned as being the lord of, of the bottomless pit or anything like that. What happens is the devil's actually kicked out of the sphere of heaven when Jesus is risen in a sense. Mm-hmm. And there we hear about, about these angels like Michael, who's called an archangel. Yeah. So what I was sharing is that when you look at the Bible, there are, there are some interesting words that we don't really understand, but have been spoken of as a hierarchy of angels. And I'll just, just to lay it out, there are three spheres of angels, okay? Um, the first sphere is, is the highest sphere. This is like, like the most powerful and then getting down smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, the first sphere, the, the, the highest order of angels are called the seraphim or the burning ones. And these are the ones that are constantly in the presence of God singing, holy, holy, holy. Um, uh, they're in his presence. I think the seraphim are, um, are the, the winged uh, if, you, if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark on the Ark of the Covenant's um, cover, mm-hmm. there are these two like bird creatures. Yeah, those I believe are seraphim. They're they're angelic beings of the highest order, who are constantly in the presence of God. Uh, the second level of the first sphere are the cherubim, and in Revelation and in um, I believe Daniel, we hear about these many-faced living beings who um, are constantly before the throne of God uh, praising his name, okay? After that, that you have, you have um, a third choir or a third host uh, or a third, I guess, hierarchy within the first host, the first, second, and third host, and they're called thrones. And what are the thrones? Well, they're, they're like a ruler over a certain part of, of nature, they carry out the will of God and the judgment of God. That's the thrones. Okay. okay. Then you get to a second sphere, and here you hear about these other terms like dominations, lordships, virtues, powers, authorities. From what I understand, the second sphere has to do with overseeing nature and making sure that it happens. Like, do you remember that? Um, remember that? Uh, no, maybe this isn't it. In Revelation, you hear about these angels that hold back demonic forces from running roughshod over the world, holding back waters and holding back these, that's, that's this level. Okay. These are the people that, that control nature. If you think about it, pretty much every ancient polytheistic religion would look at their gods as being like this mm-hmm. level of angels. They're, they're the ones who oversee nature, right? So, so why, why is there lightning? Well, because Zeus threw a thunderbolt. Well, that, that in, in Christian angelology, that would be like saying Zeus is an angel of the second host or the second sphere okay. who's responsible for lightning bolts. He's not greater than God, and he's not a god. This is a bit of how Christianity spoke to pagan culture as it brought in more and more of Europe and other parts that, you know, questions would come up like, well, who, who, who are these beings that we've been worshiping? If they were benign they could be amalgamated into uh, Roman culture um, and saying there, there were angels or spirits that were benevolent rather than harmful. Um, but like the, the gods that, that were, would, would lead people to be in rebellion against the church or against Rome, well, those, those were demons. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's what this, all this stuff is. So it's important to, to separate the biblical with the... Um, historical tradition, right? I'm not saying any of these things are what they are. I'm saying this is from the source of 500 AD. In the Bible, you do have the seraphim, you do have the cherubim, you do have the archangel Michael, and you have you have two others that are spoken of as archangels by tradition, but I don't think in scripture. One is Gabriel, mm-hmm. the angel Gabriel, who speaks to like Mary and Joseph about the birth of Jesus, right? Yep. In um, a deuterocanonical writing of the Old Testament, the book of Tobit, there is someone named Raphael, not the Ninja Turtle, but the Archangel. Um, that's not in, our, in, in Protestant Bibles, but the book of Tobit is in Roman Catholic Bibles in the Old Testament called the Apocrypha. Um, 
And then there's one other called Uriel, who's I think from a pseudepigraphal writing of um, um, Jewish uh, deuterocanonical writings that are not include, included in the Apocrypha. And then you can add to that list um, Lucifer as being like an archangel. Although Thomas Aquinas argued that Lucifer was actually a cherubim. Okay. Like you got to go way up the ladder. He's from the first host. Okay. Satan's from the first host or Lucifer. Um, whereas Michael is an archangel, which is in the third host and, and is the second to lowest rank of angels. Then you have angels. And if you think about it, it's like, okay, well, angels are way more powerful than any of us are anyway. So it just speaks to how much more powerful mm-hmm. God's way is than ours. Um, when you get right down to it, the word angel means messenger. And in the Old Testament, that word is malach. I always like to do, you got you to clear the throat with that one. Malach. M-A-L-A-K. Cover, cover my food up. Yes. <laughs> the last book in the Bible, we're not sure if it's someone's name or a title, Malachi, which yep. means, I, I think it means like God's messenger. Okay. And it's not talking about an angel per se, because where we get the word angel comes from the Greek angelus, mm-hmm. which also just means messenger, but it's it's taken on this this otherworldly connotation because of popular culture, because of of artwork going to this day. I mean, um, when we think of of angels, it's kind of like a precious moments thing, mm-hmm. you know. You have a little little kid, you know, like like a Cupid type character with yep. wings and stuff. Yep, that's not what an angel is. Not not by any stretch of the imagination. Whenever angels are seen face to face by humans in scripture, the humans are terrified. Yep. And will most likely fall into a position of worship until the angels say, stand up, I'm part of the creation just like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, if you think about the angelic hosts, they're the powers behind the powers that control how everything happens according to God's will. And they're messengers of God. Does that help to make sense of all that? Mm-hmm. So in scripture, what I can verify is that there are seraphim, there are cherubim, there are archangels, there are angels. Mm-hmm. And then Paul mentions like powers and principalities, but he doesn't really explain what these things are. Angelology has added those in as different categories. Yeah. Basically the, the powers that control nature. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you talked more about this stuff in uh, one of the revelation classes as well, didn't you? I think you were talking about angels. Well, I think that's where Enoch got it is, is I was talking about the, Hosts of angels and oh, okay. that there's in, in revelation, everything that happens in the spiritual God's judgment specifically is being carried out by angels. Oh, okay. I thought he, I thought he had heard it on the podcast. I thought maybe you talked about it while I was gone or something, but that was, that was in your revelation class. That, yeah. That I think, I think, about. I think I mentioned it because in, in the revelation class, you hear about cherubim mm-hmm. um, and, and in Paul's letters, he mentions, these kind of orders of angels. Yeah. But what are they? Well, honestly, we don't, don't really know aside from what scripture says, the few verses that mention them. Yeah. Basically they're, they're kind of God's host. You know, when it talks about the heavenly host, Mm -hmm. that's not just father, son, and Holy spirit. That's all of the, the heavenly beings that are in a right relationship with God. Whereas we as humans are in a broken relationship with God and, become made into a right relationship with God through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And one one of the things I find really interesting is a statement by the Apostle Paul who says, do you not know that we are to judge angels to say nothing of ordinary matters when speaking to people about keeping the faith that, you know, you, you've heard of, like like the, the, the choir of angels that, mm-hmm. I don't know if it says that they're singing, but they're saying, glory to God in the highest and on, perth, uh, on earth peace, among those whom God favors at the announcement that the Messiah is born. Yep. I mean, it's this huge throng of angel uh, of you know spiritual beings that are mm-hmm. much more powerful than than a human would be. That's kind of the the sense, the mm-hmm. sense of God's awesomeness and right. and omnipotence mm-hmm. is spread through basically. And God is so powerful. He doesn't even need to, to sully his hands. <laughs> he sends <laughs> sends all powerful, you know, less than all powerful agents known as angels to carry out his will. Yeah. 
in that revelation class, you also, you talked about, um, the, the Archangel Michael. Well, no, you, you talked about the, the, um, the idea that we have, the picture that we have in our head about, uh, what, what Satan looks like, right. what the devil looks like. These just come, is, is this just, uh, from thousands of years of people speculating? Is that, um, you said Dante's Inferno, but I mean, w- well, with with the imagery, a lot of this comes from Europe mm-hmm. after 500, 1000 AD. Okay. And so it's 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 older, it's younger, I should say, by about 500 years than the biblical witness. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And so think of it this way, like all the languages in Europe are descended from a couple of primary languages, one of them being Latin. And before Latin, you get back to Old Akkadian. That's where you get, you know, the tongues of Old Norse and Germanic and Ugaritic and all these different places, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at what as w- words are really just symbols of meaning, you're describing something, you're mm-hmm. pointing something out. Those words over time, thousands of years, as language develops, took on deification in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these ideas based on nature. Remember, um, folks in the ancient world were not stupid, but they they weren't scientific, rational-minded. Right. So you look at something happening, like, for example, um, some of the the Greek myths, the old stories, are really just um, allegories about natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like the story of, of um, Python and Leto which is really about the birth of Apollo and his twin sister, Artemis. Um, What happens, why does Apollo, after he's born, go and fight Python? Well, in nature, when the sun rises, what does it do to puddles? Because Python was thought to, to come out, this dragon was thought to come out of this primordial ooze and goo. Okay. Okay. So evaporation. Yeah. So in the morning, you have like, You can have some kind of icky puddles where flies, Mm -hmm. you know, bugs grow. Mm -hmm. Well, by the midday, it's all dried out. Well, what's happening there? You don't have cable TV. You can make that into a whole story and a whole allegory about about life. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's where you get the idea of Apollo slaying Python. Mm Mm-hmm as the sun dries up this icky place where disease comes from and, and stuff yeah. like that. Many of the old myths are like that. And they have to do with etymological, um, what I mean by meaning of words. Mm-hmm. Like in old Akkadian, I believe the word for sky is Zeus. Okay. And the word for ocean is like a, a derivative of Poseidon. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of these things take took on greater meaning and people would make myths and stories about them to explain what's happening around them. They weren't stupid by any means. Right. They just didn't have a scientific way to speak about things, so they spoke about them in metaphor. Okay. And yeah. allegory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so when we get into post-New Testament, post the action of Jesus... And you have Christianity spreading over the next 500 years across Europe and Africa and the Middle East. Um, you you have cultures meeting each other and trying to understand things and trying to speak about them. Um, and so you have certain things that develop, certain traditions, certain um, practices to pass on the faith to an illiterate people. And one way you do this are with feasts, uh, a, a special day where you celebrate something that God has done. Mm-hmm. And in the case of of um, Christianity, three of the big feasts that go back to the beginning of Christianity were um, Easter Sunday or Easter, and Holy Week grew out of that. Christmas, mm-hmm. which you know, don't let, don't let the the don't let the loud voices fool you. Saturnalia was not the impetus for, for Christmas. Christians were celebrating Christmas prior to Saturnalia ha- making a big comeback after the birth of Jesus or after the death of Jesus. Okay. okay. Um, 
but you had Christmas, but then you had a third one that was about recognizing Christ's uh, victory over death and the church's victory over death that we call All Saints Day. And All Saints Day happens on November 1st. Mm-hmm. Now, along with that, each of the holy days, the feast days, began the previous evening at sundown. Do you want to know why? Mm. For the Hebrew mind, for the Jewish mind, the next day begins when the sun sets. Okay. So tonight at whatever time, 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. or earlier, that set time is the beginning of Thursday. Okay. So you would have an evening the night before as Gentiles took on more of these traditions that come from a a Hebrew-Jewish worldview, Mm -hmm. Messiah and so on the party would actually begin the evening prior. So from All Saints Day, you end up with Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. And then you had ways within the culture to celebrate that. And with All Saints Day, the big thing was to use satire as a weapon against those things that go bump in the night that scare us. So lampooning the imagery of the devil Mm-hmm. You know, think about this. I mean, just think about this for a minute. Aside from the movie Legend, which if you go back and watch that movie from the 80s with Tom Cruise and and uh, the, the big the big darkness guy looks like a gigantic, you know, that's kind of a devil imagery. He's got these huge horns coming out of his head and hoof feet and he looks. Yeah, you go back, you know, it doesn't age well. You go back 40, you know, that was 40 years ago. You look at it and you're like, <laughs> it's like watching the birds and thinking, how did the people get scared of this? Right, right, right. Well, anyway. The imagery for the devil to lampoon him on Halloween or ghosts or goblins mm-hmm. or or witches was, you know, you make the witch look, the witch has a green face with a poke nose, with, with a wart coming out, yeah. with all this. It wasn't meant to be scary. It was meant to make fun of the idea that that has power over the Christian who is risen in Christ. Okay. And the devil is given imagery of, you know, he's got bright red skin and little horns sticking out of the top of his head. In a fork uh, tail or whatever. Fork tail and, you know, a trident. Well, okay. If you think about that imagery, there were mythological creatures in both the Greco and the Roman world that for the Greeks were known as satyrs and for the Romans were known as fauns. And these are, are little woodland folk um, that had hoof feet and little horns on the top of their heads and little pointy ears. And they... And they were constantly trying to catch um, um, nature spirits called nymphs or dryads, and they were just—they were completely harmless. They were there was nothing to them. And why would you ever think this thing is scary? By giving the devil that kind of imagery, it takes it delegitimizes the power of evil and lampoons it. That's where that imagery comes from. It's not meant to be scary. It's meant to make fun of the idea that the devil is stronger than Jesus or that death will ultimately win the victory over Jesus. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we get the same thing with angels. As time goes on, we try to put angels in a box because they're so holy. They're able to stand in the presence of God, whereas a human isn't that, you know, we give them uh, cute wings Mm -hmm. and, you know, nice little glowing heads. You know, who's got to be afraid of an angel? Angels are terrifying because you're meeting, you stand before an angel and you realize just how worthless you are as a human being. You are a sinner who deserves nothing but God's rejection because of the holiness that angels imbue. Mm -hmm. Um, That's more scary. But yeah, the imagery of scary things like, like demons and the devil is meant to lampoon their power. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go, Enoch. Thanks again for the question. And so, uh, go ahead and dress up like Charlie Brown on Halloween with a bunch of <laughs> holes in a in a blanket and say, "I got a rock." You know what I can't believe is still around is the Scream costume. Oh, is it? Yeah, you can still find mm-hmm. Scream that every year. Like, Ooh. yeah, that one's interesting. <laughs> oh, I don't have permission to tell this story, but he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so I'm going to tell it. <laughs> So this would have been, uh, I don't know, four, three, four years ago, three years ago. Eli had to go out trick-or-treating. Uh, 
And for years, he's had to have the bloody scream mm-hmm. mask mm-hmm. costume. Just had to have it. Mm-hmm. And every year, we'd say, no, you don't need that. But I want it. I want it. I want it. So finally, we relented. Let him get the, the bloody scream mask costume, right? Mm-hmm. Goes out. First house he goes to, some little kids are there. And they run screaming. Oh, no. Just freaked out, scared. That's it. I'm done. I'm going home. <laughs> that was it. That's the last time he was ever ever out uh, grabbing candy yep. on Halloween. So All because he wanted the bloody scream mask. Yep. And then uh, he traumatized some children, and that was the end it of it. Ruined it. Ruined it Was for it the one the where kids. like it had the pump and you could, like... You know, I'm not sure. I'm not that was 100%. a big thing. Okay. That I remember. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I just know that it was the bloody scream mask, and that did not go well. <laughs> so We'll have to do again, what has it been, a year or two years? Probably two years since we did the, no, Halloween is Christian oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I did that we did. one, didn't we? we? Yeah, when, when we a came year? along near Halloween. Mm-hmm. But we kind of just did it right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll just reuse this one put this one in that's the hopper right. for Recy- right. recycle it yep okay well what else we got is that it well let's let's hold on uh i i can go much longer on the other one but i mean do you guys have any questions about angels anything you're wondering about i think i think we just covered it one angels th- and demons are not equal mm-hmm. one's not the embodiment of good and the other one's not the embodiment of evil mm-hmm. uh demons have no authority over angels mm-hmm and when the Bible speaks about like the devil's Satan's crew, mm-hmm. it doesn't speak of them so much as demons as um, as uh, Satan's angels. Yeah. And then there are um, unclean spirits and demons, which are separate things. Um, I guess one thing that comes up, uh, if I don't know if you want to touch on this or not, but uh, when people pass away, and 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 uh, the people. Left behind, say, well, haven't got another angel today. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Are you not, do you not know that we are to judge angels to say nothing of ordinary matters? That's what I say to that. Say again. The saint is of a higher authority than angels in heaven. Okay. Because, because of Jesus, the message for the saint is that, um, those who've, who've suffered for the faith, those who have remained faithful to Jesus there, uh, until the end, well, they receive um, his inheritance, which means that Jesus shares his, his lordship over, over all of creation uh, with his saints. Mm-hmm. So what does Paul say? Um, you're not just going to be an angel. Uh, you're you're going to judge angels to say nothing of ordinary matters. Okay. Would you would you rather be associated with an angel or associated with Christ? And this is the error of angelology as well as the cult of the saints going back into the mid, mid, mid middle ages. There's this idea that uh, now that Jesus is the righteous judge in heaven, he's already pouring out wrath on a sinful world. And so a couple things would happen in the middle ages. The cult of Mary really popped up to say, hey, Jesus is throwing plagues at us all the time, so let's pray to his mom, and maybe she'll tell him to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked in um, the cult of Mary made perfect sense for uh, uh, Germanic peoples because of Gaia worship or Earth Mother worship. Okay. So, I mean, you had you had a bit of that that, oh, okay, well, the mother Makes of sense. the Lord is, you know, is greater than even the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Um so you had that, and you also had saints that were like given titles like like the second sphere, the 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 lordships, the virtues, the powers, and authorities. So you had like um, Saint Anne, who was the patron saint of travelers, and Saint. I, I'm getting it wrong. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. you, you'd have to speak to someone who under, understands the cult of saints better than I do. But the idea was that rather than praying to God for your needs, why don't you uh, throw a couple. Uh, uh, hey, help me out here, Saint Bartholomew, right. with this issue because uh, you know I don't want to bother Jesus. <laughs> Can you help me out? That that was something that was rejected by the Reformation in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. That that all of that was making magic out of the relationship that the Christian has with God on account of the Son, okay. Jesus Christ. 
In other words, for us, we can venerate the saints, which means they did good things. We want to do good things like them. We can look at how God was merciful to the saints, um, but that we don't get some magic mojo from the saints by praying to them or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, we, we go straight to Jesus for all of our needs, which is what we should do. He's the, he's the one mediator between God and man. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any questions? No. Deep stuff. It is. But it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Enoch, thank you again. Mm-hmm. Enoch S. And if anybody else wants to submit a question, you can, as I said earlier, you can do that at atonement, uh, atonement.live. Uh-oh, did I get it wrong already? No, I get it. Atonement. Uh, atonement, yeah. Atonement.live, atonementfargo.org. You can go to uh, podcast.net. That podcast.net um, or uh, that podcast atonement Fargo Facebook page. You can submit it there. Uh, you must not have written your script this week. I didn't. I don't <laughs> have my script. No, I don't. We need a real long URL. Yep. Like just type in ADQ47652 backslash backslash. Yep. 010101. Yeah. Or you can submit them to me at rjanky at atonementfargo.org. There you go. Call the front desk with your questions. <laughs> What's that phone number? <laughs> I don't know that one off the top of my head. Is it 237? I can't remember. I don't know. I gave enough. I gave enough places. <laughs> That's plenty. All right. Is that it? Sure. Why not? Yep. Pray us out of here, Ryan. Yeah, I thought you were doing it. I did it last week. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and to gather and to talk and Lord, I just pray that whoever is listening to this is blessed and that they know you and that they know that uh, even with all of the extra that gets added on from our world and from our understanding of things, that they know that you are there for them no matter what and that you are there to protect them and love them and care for them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Again, if you are looking for a place to... uh, uh, Join a service this weekend. We are uh, growing in an online community. If you cannot make it into the building, you can go to atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or go to YouTube and search Atonement Fargo, and you can find all of our um, uh, past um, services, uh, past episodes of that podcast. But you can also join us online live on Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.30 a.m., uh, for worship service. We have a tradition service at 9 and a modern service at 10.30. Again, that is atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. So for Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura, my name is Ryan Janke, and you can join us next week for another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>